when I first heard she's going to New York, my first thought was someone has to have a photo of this woman. No one works harder than the New York City paparazzi. In LA, I feel like they give them a little bit more opportunity to do their own thing, but not in New York. New York does not sleep. This is not just another housewife podcast. Celebrity gossip. Consuming my brain. You cannot tell me that for the last two years, all of these dates have not been blocked off with NFL stadiums. It is all happening. I'm Brett, and this is the Oops, I Gossiped Again podcast. This is officially episode one of Oops, I Gossiped Again podcast. This is crazy to me. I have recorded episodes for Patreon, so I'm not new to the recording aspect and, and the talking aspect, but this just feels so much more legit. <laughs> like it's it's going to be out there now and more people can find it and more people can listen and I'm a bit nervous. Is that weird? I don't know. What I do know to be true is that I am just so grateful to be here in your ears, to have you listening to me share my thoughts and opinions. And I'm just, I'm super grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The first story I just want you to know right off the bat, uh, I am putting a trigger warning. So if you need to fast forward a little bit, it is a trigger warning for discussion of suicide. I am recording this episode on December 14th, and before I get into the notes of things that I wanted to talk about, it would be a huge disservice for me not to mention some sad news that we found out today. On Tuesday, December 13th, Stephen Boss, who was known to all of us as Twitch, was found dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound in a hotel room. Earlier in the day, his beautiful wife, Allison Holker, had come home and found his vehicle in the driveway and then went to LAPD to say that this was not normal. And shortly thereafter, a call had come in from the hotel regarding a, a gunshot. And it was there that he was found dead. I have followed Twitch since his very first audition on So You Think You Can Dance. I'm reading a lot of articles that are headlines of, you know, Ellen's DJ. And I I just wish so many people knew him more than just that, that could connect with that 25-year-old that we watched on television, living his dream in dance. And after leaving the Ellen show, you know, he and Allison created just a wonderful TikTok community and their dances. And, you know, even watching from the very beginning, these two have such a beautiful relationship together, knowing and seeing and watching them grow together from when they first met to getting together, to getting married, to having children, just building this whole life together. I have been 
extremely heartbroken, heartbroken today. It's not just because it is someone that we feel that we know or someone that lit up a room or, you know, could just make people smile no matter what. It is the manner in which he passed for me personally. And I'm going to do my best not to get into a sob story here, but I really feel it's important. You know, I can't record this without talking about it. My brother died by suicide in January of 2019 and was a very similar type of person in the way that he had this contagious smile and he could make anyone laugh and anyone smile and put you just in such a good mood. And then in comes that question of what was really going on? Like what was below the surface that was so difficult that they felt there was no other choice? And it's just the truth that you never know. You never know what a person is truly struggling with unless they open up and say it. As of recording this, I had a video earlier on TikTok about the story and you know how it impacts me and how when I hear of someone dying by suicide, it, it just takes a little piece of me because I've felt that pain and I know the aftermath is so much harder and it's so, it, it, there's so many questions. It's almost as if you just never truly find peace. I did a TikTok video on it because I feel like we need to be saying the words that we need to be saying what truly happens other than hiding behind the word unalive. TikTok, of course, took it down. I have, I think I've been banned now probably from going live because they always seem to take my features away when they, when things get taken down. It's because I openly said the word suicide. Since I've been directly affected by it, it's very important and near and dear to my heart to discuss it and to say the words and not sugarcoat and just be very forthright because we have to get ourselves to a place where it is no longer taboo to discuss. We can openly have conversations because this is the only way that people will feel comfortable sharing their feelings on it, sharing what they're going through, and in turn, hopefully lower the numbers and keep mental health at the forefront so that we can work together to prevent suicide. I do apologize for kicking off episode one in this way. Trust me, this is the very last thing I would have ever wanted to have to discuss on TikTok, on a podcast, in life, ever. But it is important to talk about, and I encourage you to use the 988 number if you or someone you know is ever struggling there are lifeline opportunities out there for you. No thought is too small. Please remember that. No thought is too small or too insignificant because if you or someone you know is having a thought that seems insignificant, it could be something much more. So please take care of yourself. Talk to a friend. Use the 988 make sure that we can do collectively the best and the most that we can to prevent suicide.
I am sending so much love out to Allison and to their children and his family and anyone that has had the opportunity to be in his life. He truly is someone that I have treasured since I've watched him on television and followed him on social media, and he will be greatly missed and forever cherished. Okay, let's all take a collective deep breath together. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is Ms. Britney Spears. Oh my goodness, Britney. I... I try not to be a conspiracy theorist when it comes to Britney. And most of that reason is because of everything I just talked about. I think mental health is something that's so important and so misjudged in many ways. And I see all these posts like Britney's a clone or, you know, Britney is doing this and Britney's no longer with us. It's just, it's all too much to me. The only conspiracy theory that I have that I believe is that she is probably not the one running her social media account. Whether or not that answers the chaotic behaviors of what we see on her Instagram, I don't know. I just, I don't think it is. I think there's someone else running the show. It's just that she's not fully capable of putting herself out there. But because people are so worried that people around her feel like they need to do something. And this keeps them talking, right? What kind of threw me for a loop this week was last week, her account had been deactivated and that was after her birthday. And a lot of people were speculating why things didn't add up on the posts of her birthday. And then she comes back with this post that says, oh, silly me. I accidentally hit the deactivate button. I've done that a couple times. Now we all know that Instagram does not make it that simple to deactivate your account. There are hoops and leaps and bounds that need to be made. They ask you that question at least three times. Are you sure? Are you sure? I don't buy the, I accidentally pushed the button and deactivated my account bit one whatsoever. And then we get a post that is a reel and it is showing her and Sam getting onto what looks like a private jet. She's kind of dancing around in all these little clips in this private jet. The caption says, I'm off to NYC. So she's supposedly going to New York. Now here's where things kind of get a little questionable. When I first heard, okay, she's going to New York, my first thought was, Someone has to have a photo of this woman. No one works harder than the New York City paparazzi. In in LA, I feel like they give them a little bit more opportunity to do their own thing, but not in New York. New York does not sleep. So if someone did not get a photo of this woman for however long she is allegedly in New York City, did it even happen? Then... As I'm thinking that, a tip comes to Dumois, and it is a screenshot of someone's Facebook post. It said something along the lines with a photo, with a photo, Brittany is at this person's resort in Mexico, and she just kissed a baby. Now, around the time of the questionable birthday post, there were people that were saying that they saw her at Nobu, which was, you know allegedly corroborating Sam's story that that's where they went, but Brittany said she had the flu. None of it made sense. 
But this is the first time there's been a photo where you can clearly see this is Brit. Why would this person make this part up? Like it, it just doesn't make sense. But of course, I'm like, okay, well, it is still Dumois. You know, I, I appreciate, I covet, I adore Dumois. But we also know that some of these tips are not always factual. And she says that herself all the time. Like, don't take everything you hear to heart which we're going to talk about one of these things later. This one just, it got me. Hypothetically, say she is in New York City. Someone has to get a photo of her. Someone has to have the proof that this woman is in New York City. Because again, nobody works harder than the paparazzi in New York. And then I see on another account, it has been confirmed. It is Brittany in Mexico. Why? Why are we getting posts that say, I'm off to New York City, but really she's in Mexico. Who is behind this account? Who is doing the posting? Who, what is, like, it's just the biggest mystery of all that I don't think we are ever, no, I should, I'm not going to say I don't think we will ever, but something isn't right. And something, some things just don't add up. And I wish that I had more to go off of, to formulate a true factual opinion because I can't quite figure it out. And we will see. We'll see what happens. But as of recording this, it sounds as though Brittany is not in New York. She is in Mexico. Where? I don't know. Why? I don't know. Why say I'm going to New York if I'm going to Mexico? I don't know. None of it makes sense. But I do hope that anywhere she is, wherever she is, that she is happy and she is healthy and that she can just be herself. Speaking of Dumois, <laughs> let's let's get into this one because it's a nice little segue. There was a tip to Dumois last week that said that Paige DeSorbo and Craig Conover were broken up. My heart stopped. I was like, no freaking way. And then, of course, I thought, no, you're, no, that's absolutely not true. Because right prior to he- seeing this tip, I was listening to the Giggly Squad podcast, and Paige had just completed talking about how the prior weekend, She and Craig were out at a bar together. Today, I listened to the Giggly Squad and she actually referenced it. She was like, oh yeah, I told Craig, people think we're broken up. And he asked me if we should address it. And she was like, absolutely not. And I couldn't love it more. (laughs) And let me tell you how Paige DeSorbo is like my soulmate. I feel her energy on a soul level. Thinking about Emrata and Pete Davidson. Okay, these two are not a couple. In my opinion, they are not a couple. They are friends. They are probably wonderful friends. I can imagine something happening at like a dinner or something out and being like, haha, why don't we really why don't we play on this? You know, you, you're just coming off of all of this with Kim and I'm newly single. Why don't we make this a thing? It would be so funny. That is how I envision the conversation going. Now, does that mean that I would not give anything to see them together? Absolutely not because I totally would, but I feel like they are very close friends and they are getting the biggest kick out of all of this, this whole PR stunt, this whole thing. I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. Again, wish they could be together but I know they're not. We all push, right, for the coming together of couples. 
But why do we also push for the breaking up of couples? Why is that a thing? Did I ever see Craig Conover and Paige DeSorbo being a couple? Abso-fucking-lutely not. But do I want them to get married and have little babies? Absolutely I do. So why are we so quick to want people to break up? That we're making things up. Oh, I heard that they broke up. And then this person, when meanwhile... Craig and Paige are scrolling TikTok or scrolling Dumois and finding out that they, quote, broke up. And Paige is just like, I couldn't love it more. (laughs) Because people are talking about them, right? And they're happy. As from what I can understand, from what I gather from Paige on her podcast and her post, they're happy. Let's just collectively stop pushing for people to break up. Unless they're just a really shitty, shitty human. Like uh, my next topic, you know. Lisa and Lenny Hochstein. Like this is a divorce that I fully stand behind. If you do not know who Lisa and Lenny are, they are an uber rich couple from the Real Housewives of Miami. And now that I am fully completed with all episodes of Miami, I'm ready to talk about it. I never watched Miami. It was just one of the franchises. And I don't know if it's I don't know if it's because I never got into it when it was on Bravo, but then once it was on just Peacock and it came back in season four in 2021, I didn't have Peacock. So I didn't put that much energy into Miami. And let me tell you, when I say that I slept on this entire franchise, I am not exaggerating one bit. This is by far my favorite franchise of all Real Housewives. And I have said that about Jersey. Jersey is still number two. I have no like lost love for Jersey, but Real Housewives Miami, it is pure gold. And I think it's sometimes that it has to do with the fact that they are all genuinely friends. Like these, these women are, you can tell that they have actual friendships amongst one another. And it's not just this force for cameras type of type of thing. And I can feel that in their arguments. Like even in the beginning of season five, we have Lisa Hochstein and Larsa Pippen fighting over something so stupid, but you can tell it's because underneath Lisa is struggling with things in her marriage. Larsa is like, what the fuck is really going on with my friend right now? What is she not telling me? Because she's just not being herself. And a true friend will know that about you. will know when it's time to be checked. But when I tell you Lenny and Lisa Hochstein should not have been married for as long as they are, it is not me being a hater. It is the absolute truth. This man is just an absolute garbage human. We could see it as viewers since the first time he showed up. I think their first season was season three. He is unbelievable. And it just progressively got worse. And now what we're seeing in season five is really, it's sad. It's so sad to me that the last, the most recent episode, I think it's episode four of season five really broke my heart for Lisa. This is the episode where we catch Lenny on a hot mic talking to his friend Vito about how he is going to be single in a couple months. And, you know, spoiler, we know that they are going through a divorce currently. But it's that episode as well as the other first three episodes of season five where she is trying so desperately to tell him that she loves him, to connect with him, to be with him, to 
you know, build this relationship to what she thinks it is capable of being. And he is just so far checked out. It's disgusting. And the way that he treats her is disgusting. And we just watch her, you know, talk about how happy she is and how she wants to rebuild her family and wants to get closer. And meanwhile, he is in another room telling his friend how he's going to be single and how he knows he's mic'd up and how he's not sleeping with her because that would mean he's cheating on his mistress, the person he really cares about. It's so heartbreaking. It just, it makes me so sad for her. In real time, last week, I believe it was, a judge dismissed a restraining order request that his girlfriend had filed against Lisa. And basically, it just said that there's no merit to this. Lisa was really happy about it. And now today I read that the mistress is saying that Lisa openly said in court that she created social media accounts to troll her, whatever. What scorned person hasn't done that? But was she a physical threat that warranted a restraining order? No. I mean, this is her trolling a woman that literally wrecked her marriage, is an actual home wrecker. And it just feels like between the mistress and Lenny that they're both like doubling down on just burying Lisa to a point where she's not going to be able to recover. He also said in an exclusive to page six that even though she claims that she can't afford keeping up with the kids because he's cut her off, oh, well, she's out spending tens of thousands of dollars on clothes. Lenny Huckstein, you are not winning here. You and your mistress are burying your estranged wife who did nothing but try to take care of you and love you and put your family back together. He is just, he's such a garbage human. And the fact that these two think somehow they're going to, quote, set the record straight is just ridiculous. I mean, we have you on a hot mic saying you're not going to sleep with your wife because then that's cheating on your mistress. End of story, done. It's just all very sad to me. I love this series though, and I love this franchise. I'm looking forward to more episodes opening up. I feel like now that I'm actually caught up that I can move on to other things, but I'm if you have not watched Real Housewives of Miami, I would suggest to get caught up. You start at season four, episode one, that the last two seasons, like the last one and then this current one will really help to kind of put you where you need to be. Seasons one through three are from years ago and give you good background on the OGs of the franchise. I'm glad I went to season one, but if you want to just jump in, you can absolutely do that with season four. So now that I am fully caught up with Miami, because that has honestly taken up so much of my time of watching television shows, I am not caught up on Potomac. (laughs) I am not caught up on Salt Lake City because I've put all of my efforts into Miami. So I will get those caught up. But my next big binge is going to be the Harry and Meghan documentary series. And I have some thoughts. Even though I haven't watched it yet, I truly haven't followed them as much as I think I should. I know the basics at the very least. But I'm excited to dive into the documentary. And I'll probably get dragged for this because it's not, you know, a collective thought. I feel like everyone wants to hate Meghan Markle. And I'm just like, why? Why are we so intent? I don't care. Let them get their bag. Let them do a documentary. Let them tell the world 
about everything that has happened. It is not like, I just want people to stop putting the blame on her for him leaving the royal family, right? He he did it on his own. He loves her and he probably respects her. Again, I haven't watched a documentary yet, but I'm assuming because they're married, because they have a family, because he left, that he respects her and he wants to do right by his family, his family, his immediate family, his children, his wife. That is his family. If he does not think that being part of the royal family is the thing for his immediate family, then leave. And there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the other thing I have to say. I don't even care that they've done a documentary. I don't care that they are telling the world because in my opinion, this family, the the royal family, killed his mother, allegedly, in my opinion. Props to Harry for doing whatever he can to support his mother after her death. We are no longer in an age where we need to just button up and let our parents do the thinking for us and letting our parents get away with shit that they've done. So if Harry, here's another random thing. Um, Is it weird that I don't even know what his actual last name is? And then I started thinking about it, like what's Prince Charles, or I'm sorry, King Charles, what's his last name? What's William's last name? Do they have actual real names or is it just like of Sussex? or whatever their their title is. I don't understand that. Quite frankly, the most I know about the royal family is I was immensely, immensely involved in the death of Princess Diana as well as the crown on Netflix. So that's about it. <laughs> oh, and I was also going to marry Prince William when I was a child. And look what happened. Like he is, he looking a lot like his father, And little did we know that, you know, little red-haired, freckled boy Harry was going to be the one that was going to be the good-looking one. But did we not see Harry always being the one that was going to go a little rogue? Do do you remember when he got caught with a bunch of photos? And I think he had, like, he was smoking out of a bong and he was partying in Vegas. Like, these are the things that I'm not shocked that can lead to where Harry is now. And I understand that there are people that are going to like be all over the royal family that are going to come after me for this and, all, and say, well, that's like he, that was his bloodline and that's what he needs to respect. Again, I'm sorry. I believe, in my opinion, that they absolutely had something to do with his mother's death and the way that she was treated prior to her death and the way that it all seemed to have been brushed under the rug after her death. So if he does not want to follow those footsteps and instead wants to protect his family, his direct family, and what I'm hearing is that she didn't go after him. He is, he's the one that found her. So why is she getting shit on for, you know, quote, pulling him out of the royal family? I might watch this documentary and have completely different feelings, but this is the... (laughs) This is the mindset that I'm going into watching the documentary because I just feel like this woman is getting too much heat for something that he has chosen on his own. And I have absolutely no problem with the choice that he made because he is avenging his mother's death, in my opinion. Let him just burn it down. You know, let him burn it all down. What I've read, like the British tabloids are really the ones that are kind of getting a lot of the heat for most of things that are happening. Being exposed for the things that they do. Queen Elizabeth is gone now. King Charles, he sucks. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's just, he wasn't a good person. He, you know, he cheated on his wife all the time and then divorced her and may or may not have had her killed and then just moved on to his mistress as well. So let him burn it down. Let them. And while we're talking about royalty, let's talk about our American princess, Ms. Taylor Swift. A couple weeks ago, a month ago, however long ago it was, you know that there was an uproar about the verified fan pre-sale tickets and Ticketmaster and the Eras Tour and all of that. And I said, as a guest on a podcast, it would not surprise me if more tickets started coming out. You cannot tell me that she had not negotiated stadium dates and tickets with the NFL for the last two years. Are there more tickets coming out or are there new shows coming out? I believe both are true. I believe that this was calculated yet also fucked up thing that happened. I don't, I I do believe there was some data issues and things that happened in the actual selling of tickets via Ticketmaster. Also, this is calculated. Like this woman is as track 13 of Midnight's says, a mastermind. She knew, she knew what was going to happen. And those, if there are more shows coming, they have already been negotiated. They were already ages ago and you cannot tell me any differently. So yeah, new tickets may be coming out. You may be surprised, but don't you see how this is all happening in a time frame where she took some time off, let the dust settle, and now we're going to start getting emails. Now it's going to come up again because people have kind of stopped talking about it. So what's coming next, right? Taylor is the queen of making us all look like clowns or us all being clowns. She has hinted numerous times to speak now and reputation and 1989 are coming. Yesterday was her birthday. Everyone thought that that was going to happen, but yet we are now getting little bits and pieces of new tickets coming. So is this a way to slowly bring the fans back that got really pissed to make sure that they buy these albums as they come? She said it herself that she would not do a Super Bowl until she had the ability to do all of her albums. And she will not do all of her albums until she has the ability to re-record them all. And now this tour is called Eras Tour which leads me to believe that by the time the Eras Tour kicks off, she will have recorded and released every one of her albums. Nothing she does is by accident. Nothing she does is by accident. This week, it's dropping little hints and emails and giving this person two tickets and giving this person an opportunity to get two tickets. Next week, it could be an album. (laughs) Like never sleep on it because she knows what she's doing. I think that is all that I have for you in this episode. Again, I apologize for having to come in with a somber message and news. I couldn't record this without saying something and sharing how I felt on it. Twitch will be cherished and missed greatly. I hope that his family can find peace in such a horrible time. When I said that this is not just another Housewives podcast, I am not trying to just sound like Bethany Frankel as she's promoting Rewives. I honestly, I hope that you kind of understand that now. We're going to talk about a little bit of everything, but we're always going to encompass things that involve Bravo because that's where I spend most of my time. I mean, I just spent the last like three weeks, almost every day, catching up on Real Housewives of Miami so that I could be in it. And I am so glad I did. 
But we're going to talk about a little bit of everything. I still haven't decided if there will be one or two episodes a week. It kind of depends on what the hottest topics are. I'm thinking maybe two though. So I'm hoping that you can kind of rely on that. My request of you is to follow the show, share the show, put it on your stories, tag me in your stories, leave a review. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you have questions, if you have topic ideas, if you want to discuss more, my DMs are always open on Instagram. You can come straight to me there. I am happy to discuss them. And if you have questions that you'd like to submit for the podcast, I'm happy to take those as well. Again, though, please, 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 please help me grow this podcast because it's been a long time coming and I am just so excited and happy to do it and so grateful for all of you for listening. So share, write a review, follow the show, all of the things. I would greatly appreciate it. And I hope that you have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you in the next episode.